little to no downtime from our procedures, and the results are remarkable. They've had 14 years of successful treatments with patients from 35 states because of an effective word-of-mouth traffic. Learn more about how you can get lasting results for joint pain today at southpointmedical.com or call 402-323-8400. Is your backyard ready for fun with friends and family this fall? GE Landscape Supply has pavers and boulders, which are a great accent for any landscaping project. And you can find them at 6701 Cornusker Highway. GE Landscape Supply sells to homeowners and contractors with a vast selection of landscaping and construction materials. And don't forget, they deliver anywhere, nearby or far away. Stop by at 6701 Cornusker Highway from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday to Friday. Go to GELandscapesupply.com for more info or call 402-467-1627. Gaina Trucking is hiring CDL Class A and B drivers. Gaina Trucking guarantees a 40-hour work week year-round, and their strong team culture makes it not a job, but a career. Gaina Trucking offers health, vision, and dental insurance, 401k with company match, an employee assistance program, and other bonus programs. Build a better career today with great team culture at Gaina Trucking. Learn more and apply today at GainaTrucking.com. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM Firth. 93.7 The Ticket. Are you working in or looking to get into the electrical construction industry? The electrical workers of Local Union 265 are now hiring licensed journeymen and apprentices and are offering great pay and benefits. Call Mike at 402-875-1034 to apply. Start your electrical career today. This is where it happens. Long hikes with friends. Kayaking adventures with family. More horseback riding, zipline gliding, rock face climbing, hammock camping fun than you could ever imagine. And it's all outdoors, amongst the trees and across the prairie, here beneath Nebraska skies. Plan an outing today at yournebraskaadventure.com. Sponsored by Nebraska Game and Parks. Aired with the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. College football in Lincoln, America. The time has come. Start your game day off right with the A1 Automotive Ticket Tailgate Pregame Show. Join the ticket crew as they bring you all the coverage you need to get you ready for the action. It's the A1 Automotive Ticket Tailgate Pregame Show. Powered by Sunbelt Rentals. Ben Bleicher with Professional Realty Group of BHHS Ambassador. Select Plumbing. Jimmy John's. Lincoln Wall-to-Wall Wine and Spirits. Fleet Feet. Pure's Cheese Spread on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Live from the heart of Lincoln, America, welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome into the Husker Extra Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. We are going to be joined here first by Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Sam, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. So, obviously, Nebraska fell to Michigan State this last week, 20-17. to 17. The defense didn't play up to their standards. Um, the offense put up another poor performance. What do you think went wrong specifically for the Huskers? A couple of things. I mean, I think, um, you know, Matt Rule is telling, telling it like he sees it when he says he didn't feel like the defense played with quite as much edge and tenacity and aggression as he had seen in the previous two weeks. And I, 
I think that's something he probably is able to pick up on maybe a little bit better than a than a reporter or a fan. To watch it on TV, I did feel like the, the secondary was a quarter step slow. Like they were just running in mud a little bit. It could have been the transition from field turf to grass. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been that. It could have been that, you know, Michigan State's just got a little bit better receivers uh, than, than uh, the, the previous two weeks, which they do. But they did. They seemed a quarter step slow on defense. And, and, you know, I think he always wants that defense to sort of set the tone. On offense, you know, I was at the game, and I can say this. It, it was a beautiful day to throw the football. There was no wind. It was very pleasant, you know, about 50 degrees. That's a day when you've got to throw it, especially against a team that struggles to stop the pass. And even though I thought Nebraska had a very nice run game going, it probably wasn't going to put them in the end zone too often without hitting a couple of chunk passes. And they tried. I think they tried to hit those, and and the execution is just not there yet. Um, you know, Heinrich Harburg struggled at, at times. He didn't get great protection at other times. Um, it's going to be really, really hard uh, to, to win, you know, week in, week out if you don't have, you know, a, a competent passing offense. I, I understand what Iowa's doing, and, and, and kudos to Iowa. Um, for doing those things. But but I don't think there's much difference between Nebraska and Iowa, and, and, and I think, you know, Nebraska's won five games, Iowa's won seven. They played a lot of the same teams, um, you know, and so it's, it's just one of those kind of deals where um, Nebraska's still coming along, passing the football. Run game, they probably could have leaned on it a few more times than they did, but, you know, I mean, I think they were – They'd run it, then they'd get a look, and they'd throw it, and they did the things that they thought they needed to do, and they just weren't able to get, you know, to, to, to move the ball consistently. And I think that's probably the thing that went wrong the most. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the passing game is definitely still a work in progress for this Nebraska team. And Michigan State seemed to do a really good job against Heinrich yeah. Harburg and him in the running game. What do you think Nebraska can maybe do differently when Harburg isn't having as much success with his legs? Well, I think opponents have started to figure out the option stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. and there, there's ways that you can obviously adjust off of what they're doing. They tried the option pass last week, and they hit it for a touchdown. They tried it once this week, and it didn't look the same. Um, there's some things that Michigan State was doing that was maybe a little different than Purdue. But, but uh, yeah, you know, like option football is a good thing to run against a man defense. In theory, what you're getting – is you're getting one-on-one out, you know, you're getting one-on-one matchups on the outside. You know, the quarterback's probably got a backer or a safety, and that pitch guy is either the corner or a safety. And so you're basically it's like a man-beater, and that's what the option's good at is if you can get the edge and you can get all the way to the, you know, to the corner, well, you know, there might only be one guy that can get you. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's, that's part of what they're trying to do. I think they were so-so. Well, they were worse than so-so in the option on Saturday, and I think teams are starting to figure that out a little bit. Bring a safety down into the box and and, and make sure that he's there. And I, there's things you can do off of that for sure. Uh, I thought they did it on one of their runs with uh, Fleeks on that little, you know, end around play, which I thought was a nice play for a first down in the red zone. That to me was an example of a play that Nebraska's trying to get to when they feel like they've got an opportunity to. Uh, to move into scoring range, if you want to, if if you will, and so, 
you know, I think they're, again, it's just a work in progress there. Um, but you also throw the football. You know, you, you, you get your quarterback in rhythm. You get him some rhythm throws. Harburg's got to help himself out a little bit and get in rhythm himself, you know, and, and, and you know, take the drop. When you hit the back step of the drop, your heel hits the ground. Try getting rid of the football and seeing what happens. A lot of times in, in football, quarterbacks hold on to the ball too long because they don't under they don't always appreciate if I throw this ball to this guy right now, he might have an extra second and a half to do something against that safety that's coming down. And that's just something I think Harburg's gonna have to get better at is is when he hits the back step of his drop. You know, you may you may have to clutch it once or twice, but ideally, you you, you want to get rid of the football, know where you're going, and you'll notice that when he knew on that pass to Thomas Fedoni and that pass to Malachi Coleman, when he knew where he was going, it looked pretty darn good. And I think he's just got to get more comfortable at knowing the offense and being able to execute all parts of it, um, and not just some of the parts. Yeah, definitely. And another problem that's um, happened with this Husker offense is. Obviously, the turnovers. The Huskers can't seem to get away from them. Um, Rule, just like every coach, puts an emphasis on protecting the ball, but it, Nebraska still hurts itself all the time by giving the ball away. Is there right. anything you have heard or noticed um, of what they're trying to do to fix this situation? I think they reemphasized it a little bit differently in drills last week. Um, I think that's probably part of what they did. The ball security piece. Now, when you say that, do you, do you are you including the interceptions? Um, I mean, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm more looking at the fumbles, but also interceptions. I mean, they've both been a problem this season. Yeah, so I, I've written this many times before, and I believe it's true. There's a relationship between quarterback runs and fumbles. And the relationship is deeper than just the quarterback fumbling. But that it does include the quarterback fumbling. There's there's exchange issues. There's, um, you know, fumbles on scrambles. There's a quarterback who's constantly getting hit when he's running. So as a result, by the ends of games, he just doesn't have as good of a grasp on the football. Now, that last play that probably wasn't a fumble, that was a traditional strip sack mm-hmm. where a guy comes in and does what he does. But a lot of those plays are just Harburg is a, is a physical kid. He fights when he gets hit. He's not going down right away, and sometimes the ball comes out. And that's part of what happens with quarterbacks. That's just part of what happens. When they're running quarterbacks and they handle the ball, they're going to fumble. And there's very few teams about which that would not be true. You know, there's, mm-hmm. you can get awfully clean on the triple option, but you can also fumble it six times. I've seen some of the greatest college football teams of all time fumble the ball five or six times against Nebraska when Oklahoma would come in here. So it's just part and parcel of the deal. Um, as related as related to you know the running backs, I think they're trying to do the X factor thing that they've talked about. The interceptions are a little bit different deal, and and there's an area where you know I don't think he's doing that bad. I know he's thrown six of them, and it has it's been less than ideal. Um, but certainly the first interception was unfortunate. I guess he was trying to throw. I'm not sure what, what he was thinking about there. If he thought Bullock was going to reroute himself back to the post, which is probably where he was going before the defender fell down. And then on, you know, on the second one, it's, it's an overthrow. So, and I don't love overthrows, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have an overthrow than, than throwing it two yards off the ground 
or throwing it and, and watching some safety step in, step in front. And that, that happened multiple times with Jeff Sims in two games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think Jeff's a great guy, and probably, you know, if he got another chance, he might play better. But, but you know, Heinrich has overthrown a few passes and he's made a few mistakes. But what he hasn't done is thrown it underneath, underneath coverage and, and not seen, you know, an underneath defender stepping in front of that football. So I think Harburg's getting there. There's, there's a lot of things he's got to learn. The way I would describe it is he's going through an education right now. And you, when you decided that you were going to play Harburg, you had to expect growing pain. It's just the way it is. There's growing pain. And Nebraska's going through them right now. Yeah, definitely. Harburg definitely still getting acclimated to being a starting quarterback in college. Um, so Harburg definitely has struggled a little bit. Sim struggled when he was starting. Do you still feel like Harburg is definitely still the starter? I've seen some Husker fans now calling for Chubba Purdy to be the starting quarterback. What What is your take on the quarterback room? I'm not sure that it matters a ton. I think we've seen Chubba, and I'm going to write about this for tomorrow. We saw Chubba last year, right? And we, we saw what he did in limited action. Um, I'd say the offensive line was about as good last year, and they had a better receiver in Trey Palmer on the field when Chubba was playing. So, you know, I think I, – I don't know that it's a ton different. If you want to give him a crack, that's fine. But what I just said about Harburg also holds true for Purdy. Anytime you insert a quarterback that isn't named Aaron Rodgers when he was in his fourth year with the Packers, you have to expect that player to struggle to some degree. And I think that's what would happen if Purdy got in. Like, you can, you can say it, but you start doing the Rolodex thing with the quarterbacks, and you, you, you just have to assume that they're going to make mistakes. They're going to do dumb things in the course of a football game because they haven't done it a lot before. And so I think that's still true of Purdy. And, and do it Now, do I think he can run in, in a different way than Harvard? Oh, yes. Yes, they do. And, and he probably, if he doesn't roll up his ankle, probably does that in a way that's, that's a little bit less wear and tear on his upper body. But, uh, you know, Chubble was not was far from perfect last year as, as a passer in the, in the games that he played against uh, Illinois and Minnesota and Michigan. You know, he, was, he was imperfect. Um, he would need some work, too, and, and I would like to see him but not as a, hey, let's get Harburg out of there. I, I've said this before. I think Harburg has some tools to work with and to build upon. And anybody who thought this season was going to be about elite quarterback play just, just wasn't paying that much attention. Um, so, you know, I think it'd be good if Nebraska really works with all of the quarterbacks in the offseason and develops a little bit of a, a culture and a work habit that, uh, that, that carries over to the players. Yeah, again, we're joined by Sam McEwen on the OWL VIP line. So, obviously, the Big Ten West, to put it lightly, is kind of a dumpster fire right now. And even with the loss for Nebraska, they're still right in the race in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten West. How do you feel that, how do you think Nebraska manages expectations while keeping an eye on that Big Ten West championship? I think that the loss to Michigan State will probably reorient them really fast to what they need to do against Maryland. So, I, you know, the Big Ten West picture is out there. Uh, short story is this. So long as, uh, what, what is, yeah, so long as Minnesota loses to Ohio State, Iowa and Nebraska control their destiny. Best way to put it. And, you know, so we'll see. 
I would say Nebraska will be laser focused on playing a great first quarter on Saturday. It's going to be 11 a.m., come out. Now Maryland has had multiple games this year where they have fallen behind 14-0. It happened against Virginia and, and Charlotte, and I think, uh, I think it might have happened against Illinois. Um, I think it happened against uh, Ohio State against Penn State. So this is not a fast starting team. Nebraska can come out and get a quick start on Maryland. Maryland tends to finish pretty well. Like they, they close at the end. Um, we'll see if they're up to the physical challenge. Um, I think they're, they're, they have a hideous record in November in the last five, six years. I mean, they've won like five times. So you know, don't kid yourself. This is a team that's going to come in and, and be tired and worn out and a little broken down, but they're also going to be motivated because they're right on the doorstep of a bowl game too. So I think you're going to see two programs that kind of play their guts out on, on, uh, on Saturday. Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald joining us here on Husker Extra on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Hi, Sam. Mike Melby stepping in here for a couple of minutes. Um, hey, Mike. Wanted to ask you one thing. Um, one of the things I took away from yesterday's game, specifically with Heinrich Harburg's play, up until a couple of weeks ago, he was running. Every time he carried the ball, he was a battering ram. He initiated contact. Yeah. He looked like Tony Dorsett, Emmett Smith, guys that just literally, they're going to go find you and hit you. He doesn't right. seem like that anymore, and I, and I believe some of it is self-preservation. Finally, he realized, I can't, I can't do this. He may be a little dinged up. Whatever the case is, why do you think they are not utilizing Emmett Johnson and Anthony Grant a little bit more? It just seems like, to me, there's a few more designed QB runs than I think, I, I, I think they need to be calling right now. I mean, Emmett has proven that he can find holes and go. Anthony Grant has been hanging onto the football better lately. If when when he does, he can find a hole and go. Where, where do right. you think that? It, what's what's the problem with the the? Why are they not utilizing the running backs more? Well, you make a good point. I think at this point in the season, for sure. I, and I think he got sacked seven times yesterday. Yeah, I think he ran it seven times, but two of those were scrambles. He didn't have a ton of designed runs yesterday that were designed runs. Um. I think he, I think he got a little wide, wiser, and they they tried throwing the ball yesterday. They dropped back, I think, thirty-seven times. Yep. So they tried throwing the football yesterday quite a bit. Um, I. So the question you ask is is actually a really good one, and it has, it, I guess, it has a kind of a multi-pronged answer. I think one of the answers there is well, you know. We a lot of the plays that, that Nebraska calls are package plays that are kind of like triple options. They have an inside zone read, they have a quarterback keep, and they got you know, and or they got to pull it off and throw it into the flat. There was a there's there there was a couple uh, men downfield that the refs just didn't call, and and I don't know if Nebraska's totally in sync on some of that stuff, but. Um, you know, so sometimes that's Harbor's decision, uh, what he wants to do, whether it's to keep or to pull it and throw it quick at the Doney or whatever you want to call it. The other thing I would say is that when you have a run game that doesn't include your quarterback, you get what Nebraska did in 2017 and 2022. You hand the, you turn around, you hand the ball to the back, and you see what you can do. And there, there aren't a lot of teams that can do that really easily. It's just not easy to do. Uh, you know, it's not easy to do for a buck 75 Let's put it that way. And I think, I think Nebraska's around 175 yards 
rushing. So anytime you put a plus one in there and you put the quarterback in it, you're going to run for more yards because they're a danger and you have to account for them now as opposed to not accounting for it, you know, if it were Casey Thompson last year. Uh, but the risk with that is you get the fumble. And so Nebraska's got to find a way to, to run the ball with its back that's effective, which, by the way, I thought they got done on Saturday. Then they've got to be able to throw it uh, off of those runs. And they didn't get that done. You know, you've got to find a way to get guys open, call the right plays, uh, simultaneously make the right read. And Harburg at times made a great read, and it looked good. He'd make a good read, and the guy would drop it. Or he hesitates, and he he and there there were a couple of situations on Saturday where he just got froze. And uh, you know they'll have to work through that and, and try to help him to figure out why that happened, and so it doesn't happen again. Absolutely, yeah. Because the one thing I guess I'm sitting here looking at season stats and. 118 rushing attempts for Harburg, and out of those, you got to say probably what 30 of them are scrambles. Well, yeah, I mean, I'd have to look up the sack numbers, but there's sacks, and then there's there's scrambles. True, yeah. and and, and I, so, that's a great question. And yes, yeah, so some of them are, some of them are scrambles. I don't know how many uh, sacks. I uh, 20 probably, you know, 20, 22 sacks. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a topic that you could talk about for a really long time about how you incorporate the quarterback, what you want him to do. Um, it's trickled upward to the NFL. Now, you know, you have very different schools of thought, even within mobile quarterbacks, you know, so you look at Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is doing a very specific kind of thing. Then you come over here and you look at Jalen Hurts. And I kind of like the Eagles offense a little bit more than Baltimore's, even if I think Jackson's a much better player than Hurts, which I do. Um, but Jalen Hurts has got the whole thing. They got the whole package. They've got, you know, runs for him. They've got runs for the backs. They've got runs for the receivers. They got the whole thing. Yep. And so watching them is notable. What's interesting is that Satterfield said on, um, you know, on his coach's show that the teams he likes watching are the Saints and the 49ers, and they're fine to watch. Don't get me wrong. They don't run their quarterback a lot unless Taysom Hill is the quarterback for the Saints. They don't do a lot of that. They do a lot of cool stuff in the run game, especially the 49ers, but they don't necessarily do a lot of quarterback work. So, you know, I think Nebraska's trying to fit this thing together. Satterfield's trying to do what Rule wants. I think that's another part of it. If, if, if it were up to Satterfield, I don't know that they would be doing all the quarterback leads and all that. Uh, but, but you know, he, he works for Matt Rule, and I think Matt Rule wants to keep the ball uh, possessed, and that's a good way to do it. Plus, you might break a big play doing that. And, and that's where the run game stands. I, ideally, you know, two years down the road, they're running their quarterback five times a game, and they're able to hand it off to their running backs and go for buck sixty-five. Exactly. And that'll do it. That's all you need is about a buck sixty-five, and then two hundred and fifty-five yards passing, and you got yourself a top twenty-five offense. Nothing wrong with that. Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. Thank you for joining us on the Husker Extra Hour this week. We're going to come back and chat with Tom Chattel. Talk to you later, Sam. Take care. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Husker Extra Hour. I'm Mike Melby filling in for Austin or for Harrison or for Ben or for whoever jumps in. Trying to help out. And on the Allo VIP line we have from the Omaha World Herald, Mr. Tom Chattel. Tom, welcome into the Husker Extra Hour. 
How are you, sir? What's going on today? Um, trying to recover from Halloween myself, but it, it, it was kind of a <laughs> gong show. I, we, we do a big display at our house, and the cold and the wind did a number on us this year. But uh, all in all, we had a great night. Yeah. and Yeah, I'm still feeling the effects of the cold. But uh, other than that, it was a great week for me. I'm a Texas Rangers fan, although yesterday with football, it kind of stunk. But uh, first, first impressions, just after you've slept on it for a night, what are your thoughts on yesterday's game with Nebraska and Michigan State? Well, the same. I mean, it's it's the same team it's been the last month. I mean, um, they they really have been on the edge. Uh, you know, the, the thing they've had the last three games was again um, almost a superhuman effort from the defense. The defense really played well um, in all those wins, and they you know they saved their bacon time and again, and and. Um, Made plays, you know, caused a few turnovers, and then they've they've <laughs> they've been turning the ball over on offense, but they've been able to make more plays uh, and kind of kind of erase them. Um, you know, Harburg hit uh, deep passes in the in the last two wins, um, and um, they just they they just kind of played with fire, you know, one one time too many, so. It's the same team. This is how they are. This is what they're going to be. They, they didn't play the great defensive game yesterday. That was, you know, I don't know if that would have helped. Um, you know, maybe they they lose by three. So maybe you know if they, you know, I, I, it just it seemed like Michigan State just had had the right play dot up. You know, one or two many times, and uh, they they found a hole in there, but. Um, do they have Connor anyway, Stallions on their staff now? What's going on? How did they know what was going on? Yeah, well, that, that was Michigan. <laughs> That's what I mean. Michigan's deal, right? Yeah. Did, he, did he switch teams? <laughs> no, and, you know, Tom, to, to your point, uh, you know, the defense could have made another play. They could have done something. They didn't have, you know, going back old school, 1990s, uh, mid-90s, Tiger Woods. I didn't have my A game. The one thing that I felt Nebraska was missing yesterday more than anything was what you alluded to, that one big play. That one long pass down the field, and we had it open. Alex Bullock was open. No one was overly close to him, and Harburg just misses him by a country mile. But that, to me, was like that one play that we missed yesterday. Yeah, I'd like to know what happened on that play. If He was supposed to be somewhere else, but, I mean, if, if Harburg sees him open, throw it to him anyway, whether he, he's supposed to be there or over here, I mean, it was almost like was he thrown to a spot? He expected him to be there because there were a couple of Michigan State guys there. <laughs> so know. you know, don't throw that pass. Um, it seems you know Heinrich has done that before, and, um, and he did it later in the game too. Just, just it's um, you know, it's one of those things when when you're when Marcus Centerfield and you're you know you're. Do it okay on the ground, and okay, we're, we're going to dial up a deep pass, uh, see if we can catch him. You know, you're you have to understand that uh, that might happen. Yeah, you might get the touchdown pass to uh, you know Malachi Coleman that that hit against Purdue, or the one last week against. Um, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Northwestern was uh, yep. was Coleman, and then they, they had another one last week. Well, you might get that, but you might get what happened yesterday too. So. You know that's just that's kind of who they are right now, and uh, kind of how they have to live. But I really thought they they had a nice little run game going yesterday. I don't know 
how that how that would have ended up. But well, and, you know, and, you, you're, you're thinking of chances when when you when you have Heinrich throwing the ball. Well, exactly. Uh, Tom Chattel joining us here on the Husker Extra Hour on the Aloe VIP line. VIP line brought to you by Aloe Fiber, where they understand the importance of exceptional service with local heart. Uh, and when we talked with Sam last segment, Tom, I kind of asked, you know, what, Heinrich Harburg has carried the ball 118 times, Anthony Grant 85 on the season. Now, 30, 35 of those are scrambles or sacks for Harburg. But at the same right. time, the sheer volume that they're running Harburg to me seems like it's a little bit larger than it should be. Um, and, and to your point, I, when do we get that steady dose of Emmett Johnson? I guess that's the one yeah. thing. They've continued to switch out the backs. You, you, you almost never see the same back carry the ball three straight times. And maybe not even on consecutive plays. They're just not in the game three straight plays. And I guess I'm struggling to understand why. That's a great question. Um, you know, Grant is a guy that, okay, they, they lost two backs. He was going to be the guy. He got, he got dinged up and hurt. Um, they had to go with Emmett. But Grant's back. And he had a game last year. Maybe it was Indiana. But I think he went for like 32 carries. I yeah. mean, he's used to being the workhorse. So, um, and that's a kind of thing where if you, you know, you, <laughs> with that defense, you can run the ball. And then you, you just, you, I mean, that's kind of how the team has to be. So, I know that you've got to make a play with the arm once in a while, but it's like they rely a little bit too much on that sometimes. Um, yeah, it's a great question. Um, the thing was, and this is kind of a catch-22, they've been running the option. The staff has been relying on Ron Brown to kind of give them some plays and some schemes on, on how to do that. They don't really know how to run the option. Boy, there's a lot of defenses in the Big Ten who sure can't stop the option. <laughs> They don't know how to, you know, nobody runs it really anymore. Um, you, you don't see it very well. And heck, when you used to see it, uh, back in the big eight days, you, you had to prepare for it all week and you didn't really know what you're doing. And um, so I, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of that. Of course, the, another issue with that is Harburg doesn't like to pitch. Yep. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I mean, I'm going to run it. And, um, you know, so it's um, I don't know. It's it's an offense that has some interesting pieces, but not nearly enough. And uh, they, 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 these guys, these coaches, are really trying to, you know, they're they're, they're really grinding and, and really scrambling to see something that'll work. In the last two games they did, um, they, they 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 ran you know, they they attempted to stay with the turnovers too much. And, and by the way, I've had people email me the last day or so after the game, especially. Well, whatever happened to if you turn the ball over, we hold you responsible, and you know you you go to the bench. Well, I mean, you know, what if they play Sims? Well, Sims is a turnover <laughs> machine in, in his own right. He's going to say, and and uh, so that they want Chuba. You know, the, the most popular guy is always the backup. Oh yeah, plus it's the backup to the backup. Um, and you know, Chubba hasn't played. You know that he, these are games in this time of year where you know he doesn't really know the receivers, or it's it's a uh, you're really taking a chance. I think the safest pick is probably Harburg because 
he has made plays. I mean, he's he's he he has produced touchdowns. Just a, a, just you're going to get turnovers with it too. So, um, <laughs> can they win one of these last three? <laughs> I, that's the whole thing. I, I want to ask you. You you mentioned the position group of the receivers. And we all know yeah. the injuries and the and the, the the you know Xavier Betts decided that you know football's just not in his blood and that's that's fine. I hope the young man has a, an unbelievably successful life. Um, Absolutely. But at the end of the day, um, this whole next man up mentality you hear it mm-hmm. all the time, and and fans are like, yeah, whatever. You know, if if he wasn't first team, you know, ahead of all these other guys, then he must suck. That's not the case. And I was getting a little irritated yesterday with the TV announcers because they continually would repeat. And Nebraska simply has no talented receiver and no one's open. Yet, if you would get a wider shot of some of the pass plays, which they would show on replays on occasion, you would see one or two guys running wide open, and Henrik Harburg just simply did not see them, and he would try to force right. the ball where he wanted to go, not where he needed to go. And it, it's driving me nuts, this narrative that our receivers aren't very good, because there was a ton of separation many, many times yesterday. We just didn't capitalize on it. And again, that goes back to you've got to – work with Heinrich and get him to understand, you know, take a peek over here or whatever the case may be. Not our job, but, you know, I, I just don't buy that narrative that we don't have any talent at receiver. I think we got a ton of talent and blazing speed. Yeah, and um, I agree. They, you know, they, they, they need to get more, but the ones they've got are, are, are going to be really good, I think. And um, but you got to see them. And imagine being in the the film room watching that and go, well, what do we do? Do you, do you put in Sims? I mean, I mean that I still go back to the interception he threw in the first game in Minnesota before halftime. It's just like, you got to throw that ball away. And so I, I just don't know who to trust. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely have, have some guys, but it's the quarterback is not seeing the field, um, the way he should. And, um, you know, I uh, it's 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 a quandary. You know, what do you go with? Did you? I mean, I I I know Chubba played last year. I don't know that it he, he there were there was there were, he played okay. I don't know that it really stood out. So, um, yeah, and these guys are watching these guys at practice. So yeah. if they thought he was the guy, but they don't really have a lot of loyalty to any of them. Uh, I guess including Sims who they brought. But I, mean, I think if they, if they thought Chubba was the guy, I'm, I'm sure that they would try to play him. So um, it's, <laughs> I'm like, it's just an interesting season. They, they, you know, they started out with a whole bunch of injuries on offense and not, much, not many playmakers uh, to start with. And a lot of those guys got hurt, and they've just been kind of grinding the way and, 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 and trying to piecemeal some kind of offense together. They finally got something working a little bit with the run game, the quarterback run game, um, and then they got it to five wins. And now here we are. I, I don't think you can overreact to the one loss, though. I say I still think it's the same team. The, the defense needs to, you know, up the up, get back to what they were doing, and uh, special teams needs to, you know, do something. Um, and um, they just can't turn the ball over offense. Uh, you know, this game Saturday is it's kind of intriguing. I mean, the Maryland's kind of been all over the place, and um, I don't know what they were going to get with them. 
and they play Michigan the week after they play in Nebraska. 11 a.m. Um, you know, Nebraska's played well at home uh, other than the Michigan game. But um, so I think they'll play well. I think they'll play better than they did the, uh, on Saturday this week. I, I'm not sure what that means. Well, it, I, you know, I, I don't know either. Tom Jatel from the Omaha World Herald joining us here on the Husker Extra Hour on 93.7, the ticket on the Allo VIP line. Tom, I want to ask you uh, two things. First of all, in, in Maryland's loss yesterday, Tulia Tungaviola was sacked eight times mm-hmm. and had been negative 49 yards and you know for, from a rushing standpoint. I get it. Sacks are included and all that stuff. But that offensive line that Maryland has has really struggled as of late. That's one caveat. The other caveat, what I wanted to ask you, before the Maryland situation or the Maryland game comes up, is the third phase of the game. Special teams. That mm-hmm. seems to be so... Um, just average and then horrible and then average and fantastic. And <laughs> you, you get, you, you block a punt, you block a field goal, score a touchdown, uh, you shank a punt. And it's, it's just one of those. And then specifically with special teams yesterday, I get it. Billy Kemp is a, is a Santino Panico yesterday. All he's going to do is fair catch. But at the same time, when a guy bombs a punt 60 yards and there's no one within 20 yards of Billy Kemp, if he's so injured that he cannot, not fair catch and run the ball. Why is he playing? Exactly. Um, because they they want him out there because he can he makes things happen. But if he's not ready yet, I mean, yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um, well, that last punt, Ethan Nation's out. You know, uh, why did he get the whole game? You know, it, yeah, exactly. Don't this team's margins for error is so thin. You, you don't want to take too many chances because. Just saw yesterday, you know, you know what could happen. I, you know, Machini has had a really good year, uh, yeah. and he's had a couple games where he's he's really helped. He, he's he's really flipped the field. What happened yesterday was, I think it's just one of those deals where okay, this just wasn't their day, and a lot of stuff was <laughs> anything that could go wrong was going to go wrong yesterday in, in a lot of ways. So, but, but they they picked a bad day to delay an egg because I really think Michigan State was there to beat. And um, and, and me, even late in the game, you figured, God, Nebraska could just get down there. I could tie this game up and you go to overtime, anything can happen. So, but, uh, so I, I didn't, I mean, even as, as, as sort of poorly as they played, they, they still had a chance at the end. So, well, but, they did. And before yeah, I let I, you I, go. I, 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 I agree about special teams and I don't think it's it's been better this year. I think they oh, yeah. they 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 coach it better. They they do a lot of the right things. Um, it's um, a couple of games they've had the, the the fumbles on the kickoff return, the punt return. Those haven't really happened that often. So, um, but I, I like the way they they cover and tackle. Um, I, I I just I hope to see a better performance at home. I think that they can. They, I think that they can. They can scratch out a win if they do that. I think the fact that um, you know Maryland gave up all those sacks, you know, might be a, a, a good sign too. Well, yeah, and that's what I wanted to talk to you about. Cameron Linhart, after the injury, didn't seem to be the same guy. He wasn't getting quite as many snaps, and you figure he was kind of nursing himself along, or you know, the coaches were being careful with the number of reps that he got. But boy, the last couple of games, Cam Linhart seems to have just 
fell right back into where he was those first couple of games. And, and again, we're talking about a guy like he's this massive impact player, and he's a true freshman, but he really seemed to be those first few games. I love the guy, and I'm good to see him back. I thought I fucked up that same thing yesterday when he made the sack early on. I thought, well, okay, you know, good to see you back in there. And, uh, you know, these guys are really feeding off each other like sharks. They're just uh, – the other, you know, they you get the feeling that defensive line defense is is almost um, contagious the way they're they, they make plays. So, um, you know, I again, they're marching for error. Still, they're not there yet. They gave up a couple a couple pass plays. Like, um, uh, what was that one play in the fourth quarter? Michigan State had like a uh, reverse pass. It was wide open down there, and um, the safety blew it up. Yep. But uh, but you just feel like Michigan State had something going. That they they knew where the hole was, and so um, hey, it's the Big Ten. Even though they haven't been winning, they've got good coaches too, and um, you know you got to be on top of your game. Yeah, absolutely. After the last five years, I mean, we're sitting at five and four right now. I, I if anybody that's upset, I get it. Nebraska's left a lot on the table this year, but uh, the 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 hill to climb, the the road to travel, et cetera, was pretty long, pretty steep. You see the improvements, you see the culture changes, uh, you see guys owning it. Take now, and it's not like players didn't take responsibility in the past, but you really see guys follow up once they do take responsibility and they say this isn't going to happen again. It tends to not happen again, whereas in the past it kind of it would sometimes. So, at well, any rate. I, you know, every I can't wait for tomorrow. You know, I'm. Every week we call it Monday's message. Uh, you know, a rule has pressed a lot of the right buttons uh, this past month or so. I can't wait to see what you know. What was the message after the game and today? Um, he, he's he, he's pretty frank after the game about what they didn't do. But um, you know, he's he's gonna. You know, I'm sure he'll 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 make sure that they don't get down, and then he, he'll he'll probably have to build them up a little bit. But um, you know. Got, got, you know, I, I keep them, you know, not necessarily fired up, but they're, you know, get them going into the next game because, um, you know, I, what's Wisconsin doing? I mean, what in the world's <laughs> going on with, with that deal? So, I, I don't know what we're going to see in two weeks. I mean, that's uh, <clears throat> my biannual trip to um, you know, Camp Randall, which is, a, you know, <laughs> not very impressive. It's a good trip. Nebraska never wins there. I just, it's, um, maybe one of these times they're going to win there. So yeah. who knows? Well, I mean, you got Iowa and the the Brian Sparrow's, uh show coming through after the end. So exactly, uh, it's going to be interesting. Well, and Tom, I want to share with you a little nugget that we got. Uh, Tom Stevens and I got on Husker Rewind last week when we had Steve Sipple on. He shared. He dropped this golden nugget on us. He said he was not positive what unnecessary buffoonery was taking place on a couple of play calls. And it has now become my new favorite phrase. So if at any time uh, you want to use that, because when you asked what's going on up at Wisconsin, my yeah. immediate thought was unnecessary buffoonery. So <laughs> if you do use oh, it, you got to give simple credit. That's all I'm saying. We've certainly seen our share of that the last, you know, the last four or five years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All righty, Tom Chateau, the Omaha World Herald, joining us here on the Husker Extra Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Tom, thank you so much for the time. Hey, thanks. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks. All righty, thanks.
Tom Chattel on the Allo VIP line. We'll come back and wrap up the Husker Extra Hour. I'll see if I can't go kidnap Tom Stevens, bring him in here, and we'll set the table for Husker Rewind, which comes your way from 5 to 7 right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to the Husker Extra Hour. Big thanks to Tom Chattel and Sam McEwen from the Omaha World-Herald for joining us in the first two segments. Ben Drones running the board in those first couple of segments. Jumping in to join me, Mike Melby, for the remainder of this show and then jump into our show. Husker Rewind is the one, the only, the legend of Lincoln Radio, Mr. Thomas Stevens. Tom, yeah. how, was your, uh, how was your Saturday outside of a 2017 loss by Nebraska? It's good. Uh... Got some golf in after the game, so that was fun. It was a nice weekend actually to play a little golf, uh, so I got, I got that in. But nice. it was it was it was tough to swallow. That was just a tough one to swallow, wasn't it? It really was. And the one thing we can put a quick bow on this and then get into to this a little bit more on our show. But I with yesterday's game, the one thing, and I wanted to bring it up with either Tom or Sam, and, and just the both segments kind of we went a different direction, but a little bit of the narrative that I heard from a couple of people and I totally disagree with it, is that, well, Nebraska played so bad they didn't deserve to win. And I'm like, okay, excuse me, did they show up? Yes or no? Well, yeah, yeah. they did, but no, 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 that's, there's no but. Did they show up? Yes. Did yeah, they I play? They, did they I, do their best? Yeah. Did they play well? No. Okay, I get it. But did they did they not deserve to get the four calls that went to went against them in the fourth quarter to the point where they could have had a chance to tie it, and, and everything kind of went perfectly for Michigan State. They they got a touchdown catch catch that was close, but I think it was a touchdown catch. Catch, but, but it was an incredible it, touchdown catch. But everybody else that's not you says that our officials, Dean Blandino included, and other officials, they say they, it was not a catch. I, I thought he got his hand under it. Okay, <laughs> even with that. They also made what a fifty-five yard field goal, fifty-one yard field goal. Okay, uh, that went well for them. They they had a freshman quarterback play out of his mind. They and, they they also had a pass interference that wasn't called on them. Right, where Malachi Coleman right. would have probably had had the. I think he makes the catch if the safety's not there, but the safety was there, and the safety literally went right into his chest. I don't know three seconds before the ball right. got to where it landed five yards from where Malachi was. No, I'm not saying uh I I think Nebraska, you know, didn't deserve or not deserve to win. Well, like I said, it's I, I don't not like you. that question. They're, I don't, I don't like just, it at people all. People have said it and I'm like, what what do you mean they didn't deserve? They played but, their ass off. They just didn't play very well, but they still should have had opportunities had the referees yeah. made calls that were the correct calls. I think I think it would have gone to overtime. It probably would have. I mean, Nebraska didn't play horrifically. That that defense still was solid. They said they weren't flying around in the first half. Okay. Uh, they're hurt by a quarterback sometimes that can throw the football. We saw that against Colorado, Shadour Sanders. If you can throw the football, a la Talia Tunga Viola, yeah. you can beat Nebraska. You can beat them anyway because they don't have a great offense. Um, but throwing quarterbacks really concern me. The thing that the Big Ten West doesn't have many of them, or at any really at all, is good throwing quarterbacks. There's a few. Um, maybe Ethan Kaliak Menace is the best of the bunch. He's still only completing like 52% of his right. passes. So. I mean, there aren't a lot of good quarterbacks in the Big Ten West, and I think Nebraska has escaped this league because of it. 
They didn't see Ben Bryant of Northwestern, who is really, really good. And they got away with that. Uh, And, you know, they're winning games. They're kind of doing it a little bit with mirrors. We know that this team is so imperfect. They almost have to play flawlessly to win. Yeah, but they don't play flawlessly any of the games this year. (laughs) They still have won five somehow. That is true. Uh, It's Uh, crazy. They're, what, minus 12 in the turnover margin. Every week you hear, hey, we got to cut down on the turnovers and and here it is. Again, Every week, they you, just turn the ball over at least three times. You lose so. by three, and it's minus three in the turnover yeah. margin. I I don't know why. They're playing with a quarterback who's extremely imperfect. Obviously, we know he's a project, Heinrich Harburg. But we already hit, we've already seen Jeff Sims. We know what we're getting there. And so that's probably not the answer to go back to Jeff Sims. They tried that for just one play, and you had a fumble Six. Well, one one series, and he he went the wrong way on the second play, and he fumbled on the fourth play. So, so I, I it's either it's either stay with Harburg, take a look at Purdy, and just try to limit the mistakes. I I wish that they would do the last thing first. I try, wish I wish they would just trust the running game, trust the running backs. Right. Well, and they have a pretty good running back in Heinrich Harburg. He's probably their I, best I, running back. I, I get it, but you can also tell by the way he runs now. Oh. He is no longer initiating contact. No, because they don't want him fumbling in contact. Yeah, but he he didn't fumble during contact outside of the one time when the guy, I mean, he had two hands on the ball and the guy still literally ripped it out of right. his hands. That's the only time he's fumbled during contact. Otherwise, he's fumbling snaps just like Jeff Sims does. Well, the previous week, he did fumble in contact. He, he did it against Northwestern. They they ripped the ball out. He did it. He's done it a couple of times this year where teams have ganged up on him in contact and gotten the ball away. We saw that Purdue did that a couple of times. Yeah, but at least it hasn't been somebody taps the ball a la Anthony Grant and it falls out because he's got the ball a foot away from I get his, it. his body. I, I think it needs to be, it can't always be, I need to barrel into everybody if if I'm going well, to go down. I also down. think it's self-preservation, and I think yeah. there's an injury that is right. not keeping him out of games yeah. that they don't want to make worse. So yeah. let's put a wrap on Husker Extra. Let's get into yeah. Husker Rewind. It's on the way next here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.